And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Uh, good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena, and happy International Polar Bear Day. You're kidding. I'm not. It actually is a thing. <laughs> this is a, it's an international polar bear day. Was it I've set up Googled. to raise awareness about I think so. maybe saving the environment, preserving the polar bear habitats? It uh, has to be. It has to be. It's part of the reason, but okay. uh, I don't know the exact history. Don't ask me too much about the details. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> I didn't think you'd put me on the spot like that. But, uh, yeah. but anyway, it's a thing. Happy it, it, Polar a, Bear Day, indeed. Yeah, there was a notification on uh, my computer saying it was International Polar Bear Day. And I thought it was interesting. Oh, what a friendly computer. Yeah. All right, Adam, let's get started. We have a lot of grounds to cover, starting with this ongoing tug of war. Uh, tensions intensify between doctors and the government. Let's start there. Our first key word of the day. Ultimatum. So the government has given trainee doctors until Thursday to return to work and avoid punishment for their collective action. But the nature of the ultimatum, uh, I don't think they're inclined to choose. What's the latest? Yeah, so more pressure on these trainee doctors who are taking part in these collective actions, walkouts. Uh, and of course, this increases the tensions between the medical asso uh, associations and community and the government's interior minister, Yi Sang-min, made the remarks yesterday while presiding over a government meeting on responses to the collective action. Now, the government also warned that trainee doctors who refused to return to work by Thursday could start facing legal consequences. It had previously actually warned it would take legal action against doctors who do not comply with a back-to-work order, including prosecution, possible arrest, uh, as well as stripping them of their medical licenses. Now, President Yoon also stressed the same day that it is the state's constitutional responsibility to provide timely and proper medical treatment. Now, as of Friday, over 80% of the country's trainee doctors have handed in their resignations at 100 training hospitals. 9,000 of them have walked off uh, their jobs. The walkouts of medical staff have continued for seven straight days now. Of course, this has led to major hospitals in Seoul having reduced planned surgeries by up to 50%, sparking a serious health crisis in the country. As you mentioned in the headlines, it has resulted, uh, unfortunately, in a death. Now, efforts to mediate and prevent disaster are underway, led by medical professors and others urging for dialogue over confrontation. There were some medical professors who held meetings with some Seoul National University Hospital um, trainee doctors to try and resolve the issue, but uh, no such uh, room for any um, progress so far, unfortunately. Now, once the counting of doctors who refuse to return uh, is complete, the health ministry is expected to file a complaint to the police. The police can then immediately issue a summons to the accused and initiate a formal investigation. Whether anything will come out of that inves uh, investigation uh, is another question. Mm. Now, the government noted that failure to comply with the order to resume work could lead to charges of violating healthcare laws as well. So there it is. Thursday is the ultimatum, the final deadline, uh, mm. if you will. Uh, and we'll have to see if there's any cases of any kind of legal repercussions or punishments as a result uh, of not complying with it. All right. So we'll wait and see uh, in the next 48 hours if if uh, some progress is made in that front. Uh, let's move on to our second keyword of the day. 
Freeing up land. So Korea has to lift these land restrictions near military bases. President Yoon has vowed to free up these large areas uh, to utilize the space for regional development projects. It's one of the many ways to promote regional development. Can you tell us the details? Yeah, so Korea is uh, it lacks a, a lot of land usage or usable land uh, as it is already. But there's a lot of military regulated lands that, uh, of course, a lot of infrastructure projects are restricted from being uh, constructed on. Now, Yoon's decided to ease land regulations on a total of 339 square kilometers of land across the nation, mostly uh, near these kind of military airfields and some along the border uh, with North Korea as well. The total land span accounts for 0.3% of South Korea's land area. Now, the plan was announced during the 15th policy debate session held at Sosan Air Base. These kind of town hall style public uh, mm. debate sessions are being held outside of the capital region now. Now, around the airbase alone, 141 square kilometers will be freed from the military protection zone, including room for an airport in that specific area. Now, he explained that the government considered the demands of the public while also keeping national security in mind. Now, Yoon said the country must create an environment in which the military forces and citizens uh, seek joint prosperity. Uh, over 8% of land across the country that is near military bases and installations has been subject to uh, a two-tier regulation under the law. Now, any construction activities require a uh, what the government calls a consultation with the military before seeking a permit from a local government. So that's why it's a two-tier process. Mm. Uh, for controlled protection zones, however, a new construction of a building is prohibited under any circumstances. So there's kind of different levels of how much um, uh, permit is allowed or consultation is allowed with the military in trying to uh, construct anything. Now, yesterday's announcement will also allow developers to seek the permit from uh, the local authorities without the military's mm. forces uh, intervention. So uh, this will, of course, open up room for a lot of projects that uh, the UN administration particularly wants to set up to try and get these you know facilities up and running for these future growth technologies if you will mm. uh, and try to spruce up the local economies in areas outside mm. of the capital area mm. and i'm sure uh, this is viewed rather positively by the public who heads to the polls in april that's mm. one of the perceptions yeah. anyway mm -hmm. all right let's move on to our third keyword of the day North Korea blasted. So we're taking you to the UN disarmament meeting. Uh, Vice Foreign Minister Kang In-sun has demanded North Korea stop its propagations at this UN conference on disarmament issues. Can you run us through what she had to say? Right. Well, she highlighted the international community's challenge posed by North Korea's nuclear and missile programs. She stressed the urgent need to focus on North Korea's illegal nuclear and missile programs as critical threats to international peace and security can criticize North Korea for its relentless focus on weapons development, saying it significantly threatens the disarmament and non-proliferation regime. She noted that over recent years, the North has breached multiple UN Security Council resolutions by launching over 100 ballistic missiles. She also highlighted the audacity of the regime bragging about those provocations. North Korea often... Mm -hmm. uh, 
touts these uh, uh, missile launches and provocations through their state media. Uh, she noted that the North is the only country to have conducted nuclear tests in the 21st century. Uh, she also warned of the potential for another nuclear test, which would be its seventh. She urged Pyongyang to return to dialogue and abandon its weapons programs. Meanwhile, Kang emphasized the need for reinvigorating and disarmament discussions within the international community to address ongoing international conflicts, including the war in Ukraine. There's a series of geopolitical conflicts going on at the moment, not just in Ukraine, but also in the Middle East as well. Uh, she criticized Russia for its unilateral suspension of the New START Treaty and for withdrawing its ratification of the Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban Treaty actions that hinder uh, global disarmament efforts. All right, we'll leave it there for now as we turn our attention to addressing the so-called Korea discount, our fourth keyword of the day. Value up. I know that's a direct translation and it works, but doesn't it just kind of sound like a Super Mario game? Value up. <laughs> like a little bit. Right? Level up, value up. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Up. All right. So the Financial Services Commission has unveiled an ambitious corporate so-called value up program to boost a local stock market, addressing the long persisting Korea discount. Yeah, that's right. So the plan guidelines uh, include encouraging listed firms to boost their values and creating a related uh, index and exchange traded fund. Now, the market is often seen as undervalued to the so-called K discount or Korea discount, especially when compared to stock markets in advanced countries and even in some emerging markets as well, such as uh, India, for example. Now, the main idea is to encourage companies listed on the stock market to aim for higher share prices over the next three years. Now, they need to come up with a plan showing how they'll achieve this and then share it publicly from May onwards. Now, although sharing these plans is voluntary and there are no penalties for not doing so, the government is offering tax benefits and other incentives to encourage companies uh, to participate. Now, by the end of June, the government will finalize the guidelines, so we'll probably have more details. Uh, The government will also give awards to outstanding firms that follow guidelines every year. Uh, as well. Now, the government will also develop a new corporate value up index based on each firm's key indicators, which will be shown on the Korea Exchange's website, as well as an ETF tracking the uh, index. Now, this is to create a market environment that spurs investments in companies that actively work to increase their values. Moreover, institutional investors will be encouraged to consider companies' efforts to improve their value when making Um, investment decisions. So not just about all the data and the uh, financial uh, reports, but also kind of their efforts and their potential um, to improve their Mm. value is something that the government is encouraging investors to look into. Now, in addition, an entire department solely dedicated to supporting the corporate value up program will be set up at the Korea Exchange. Uh, But it has been met with some scepticism. Critics have pointed out that the uh, announcement lacks specific details about the tax uh, benefits and how Mm. exactly these companies should uh, up their value. And they also say the voluntary nature of these guidelines may not be enough to motivate major Uh. uh, shareholders as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Korean program, the announcement that was made by the government is kind of trying to benchmark one uh, that Japan is undertaking at the moment since the 2010s, uh, where the government is trying to intervene and trying to make uh, the value of companies Uh, not so undercut, uh, which is happening here in Korea. Whether it will work, of course, we'll have to 
see and whether the critics' uh, issues mm. are addressed going forward. But no final decision uh, has been met. The details are being ironed out, so we'll have to see later on in the year on how they iron the, uh, those issues out. And for our final question, we're going to turn our attention to how to support the green industry. And to answer the earlier question, International Polar Day is about environmental efforts, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> it was so apparently timely. brought together by a nonprofit <laughs> called Polar Bear International to raise awareness about the, about the plight of the polar bears and their habitats. So kind right. of related to our final yeah. keyword, our <laughs> final keyword of the day. Green startups. So the government aims to create 1,000 green startups and nurture 10 promising pre-unicorn companies by the last year of the current government's term in 2027. Tell us the details of the plan. Right, so the plan is to strengthen the country's green industry for global markets, not just here in Korea, but for them to spread their wings overseas. It also aims to nurture 10 select pre-unicorn firms uh, in the industry. Now, pre-unicorn companies are startups with a value of over 100 billion won. These are companies that, despite not making significant sales yet, have shown rapid growth thanks to substantial investment. Now, this plan involves helping companies right from the startup phase through to expanding overseas, focusing on those with high potential. One key initiative is what's known as the Green Startup Lab, where companies can test run their technologies and products. The government will also provide financial assistance to small and medium-sized enterprises who may need the funds. Furthermore, 10 key sectors of green businesses have been selected for concentrated support as the government deems uh, domestic technology in those areas to be among the world's best, so potentially more uh, key export items for Korea. Now, these include the likes of secondary batteries, renewable energy waste, and waste plastic to convert them into mm. kind of usable materials and products. Now, in order to advance into new overseas markets, the government will be targeting specific environmental problems facing each country and offering solutions as well. So, for example, water shortages in Southeast Asia, the Korea government will, um, you know, uh, propose uh, some alternatives to kind of uh, policies they have in those countries okay. to try and try and say, well, this policy might work better than the ones you have. And so that creates potential for exports of these Korean companies and related technology. Thank you so much, Adam, for today's coverage. And... Happy Polar Bear Day. Happy Polar Bear Day. You're very welcome. Started. <laughs> See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Lee. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.